Hello and welcome to Minute Fantasy Sports Community. My name is Blake and I'm joined by Clinton. How are you, Clinton? Good, thank you, Blake David. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. I think Chelsea and Man City, it's going to be the biggest highlights. I can't wait for this weekend's games. Yeah, it's a fair bit happening FBL-wise and a few big fixtures, um, which we'll discuss later on the show, which we'll both have our eye on. So that'll be good. Well, first, just quickly recap what happened last week. So Newcastle, one all versus Leeds. Wolves, 0-2 versus Brentford. Burnley, 0-1 versus Arsenal. Arsenal got another win on the board, Clint. They're on fire, Blake. Um, going for three in a row and against the easy beat, should be no worries whatsoever. Very questionable there, but we'll uh, discuss that later on. Liverpool, 3-0 versus Crystal Palace. Man City had a nil-all draw versus Southampton. Norwich, 1-3 versus Watford. Uh, my man Saar was on fire, and he'll be a highlight and discussion point later on in the show. Aston Villa, 3-0 versus Everton. Brighton, 2-1 versus Leicester. West Ham, 1-2 versus Man United. And Spurs, 0-3 versus Chelsea. But they'll, uh, they'll bounce back this week, I'm sure. What was the yeah, match of the round there, Clint? Match of the round? Uh, it's a tricky one, actually. I think yeah. the... Um, oh, gee, it's a tough question. Um, I thought going into it that I was looking forward to the, um, the Man City game to see some goals. <laughs> that, didn't event- <laughs> that didn't eventuate. Um, and then, yeah, I guess... The game I was looking forward to the most was the fact I had uh, my big man up front captain in Lukaku and he failed to deliver. So uh, I got the prediction right in zip three, but he did not hit the scoreboard, which was disappointing. Yeah, probably game for the round for me was watching West Ham versus Man United. West Ham was still playing attacking football was in the first half and Scored the first goal and it was very exciting to watch. Ronaldo was probably unlucky not to get a penalty, but it was a pretty exciting game. Um, came right down to the last couple of seconds. Obviously, with a, a West Ham had a penalty to try and score, but Noble came on the field and failed to finalise that goal, which was uh, very bizarre. He came on for one kick. He's a notable kick taker, though, isn't he? Yeah, the other highlight for me, sorry, Blake, was the fact that I had uh, my man in the goals for Brentford and I was just fingers crossed that somehow Brentford would get a clean sheet and they did. So that was an early highlight for my fantasy team. Yes, I'm sure a lot of owners of Wolves assets would be against you there, but we'll uh, yes. go across to the uh, top scorers from last round. So Cash scored 15, Saar 15, Thiago Silva, 15 as well. Rudiger, which we'll uh, discuss in a second, Clint scored 14. And uh, Salah scored 12 as my captain. Um, what are your thoughts on Rudiger there, Clint? Well, he's the rock-solid defender for Chelsea. There's a lot of rotation risk. Um, he's the more the defensive defender. And, yeah, for him to score late in that game and get bonus points, um, yeah, it's a bit of a dagger because he's one I was about to get in. So points missed there and uh, obviously really disappointed in my, myself for doing my wild card a couple of weeks ago and not choosing a Chelsea defender, mainly Rudiger, and sticking with Shaw, who, um, yeah, who hasn't scored very well. But, uh, yeah, there's some popular players on that list. Obviously, I've gone with a big risk and no, no seller. But then, yeah, there's quite a few out there with the likes of Sarah and Rudiger. So sometimes random players like Silver and Cash are going to score big, but as you can see, they're loyally owned. So that's not going to affect the rent too much. Yeah, it doesn't hurt you too much. Would you say Rudiger probably plays similar to Diaz in the, in the way that they both get games each week? Yeah, correct. They, um, I think they're pretty rock solid in the team and uh, yeah, maybe not known as for their attacking returns, but they're pretty short at start. And with Chelsea's fixtures coming up, he's going to be one that a lot of people will be getting in, maybe not this week, but definitely next week. Yeah, and Salah there, 57, 50% of teams, so highly owned. 
Um, there was a few others who scored 12 points as well. Um, but chose Salad on this list just because I own it. So, yeah, his price is 12.6 as well now. Um, Rudiger's gone up. Sars gone up. So, yeah, for those owners, their, their prices have gone up. So, so we'll go across now to the low scores. Um, your man, Shaw, who is in 41% of teams, that scored two points. Fernandez, two. Lukaku, two. Sanchez, who's my keeper, scored one. And Pogba, two. So a few Man United assets there. How many of those do you own there, Clint? Uh, just the two. So it's not um, devastating. But I think, yeah, it's just disappointing that Shaw was so popular early in the season. I didn't have him, but then with Ronaldo arriving, I thought he'd be the one to assist. So that's why I went with him. And I was a bit of uh, FOMO with potentially not having him. So I decided to get him. But uh, Fernandez has been highly sold the last couple of weeks and he'll continue to do so because of Ronaldo's influence at Man United. And yeah, Lukaku, as I said, was my captain, which was disappointing. But um, any game, he could easily score two or three goals. Sanchez, um, very popular goalkeeper, which I went without, which was a good result for me. And Pogba, um, yeah, he's, he's the type of player that he'll occasionally score these two points, but then he'll um, punish you with a couple of goals or assist one game. Yeah, it's, they, they won the game, and yet there's still a fair few low scores there for Man United assets. I suppose there's going to be sharing the points a bit with so many good quality players across the field now. So my team, I had a pretty good round, 73 points, and uh, it's pushed me up the rankings again. So I'm 1.5, just over 1.5 million now, which is a climb of about 3 million over the last three game weeks. Had Sanchez score one as a keeper, as we just mentioned. Lucas being negative one, um, he's been a disaster for me, and now he's picked up a midweek injury. So it'll be interesting to see if he takes the pitch this week. But negative one last week. Ailing, who's also got a bit of a niggle with an ankle injury, he scored two. White, who a lot of people got rid of after the first two game weeks and seeing how Arsenal going. He's been performing well for me the last couple of weeks. He scored seven. So that was my defence. Um Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, with illness, didn't play any minutes, so he scored zero, which he's in a lot of teams, so wasn't too devastated about because if you're playing properly, you should have him. Ben Rama scored 10, Havertz 3, Saar was phenomenal, scored 15, and Salah was my captain, total of 24 points. Lukaku, who was your captain, scored two points. St. Maximum, eight, who's, he's been on fire as well. Newcastle are just looking to give him the ball and he's looking dangerous every time he gets the ball. Jimenez scored two. Wolves have been very disappointing. And to round out my bench, I had Dallas score two and Livramento score five on my bench, which was a bit annoying considering I had Ailing on the pitch for two and Lucas Dean for a negative one, but I was not expecting him to do that against Man City. Um, highlights of the round, Ben Rama scoring a goal, which I was concerned was going to be deflection own goal there at one stage, but um, he got the first goal versus Man United, which I was very happy about putting him on the field. Um, and, yeah, Saar, Salah and St. Maximum were my standouts. They pretty much carried me through the game week. Yeah, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do this week, but we'll uh, discuss that from my team review later on in the show. Solid effort there, Blake. I think, um, yeah, even Luka Dean there is minus one, but I think he's got a good fixture this week. So... Yeah. yeah, as you've already mentioned, like even White, he was one a few weeks ago, mentioned that he has potential to score well with good fixtures, and he's done that the last couple of weeks. Um, Jimenez must be a frustrating pick now. He's not looking great either of Wolves, attacking-wise. So, um, and Havertz is a type of player who, with the good fixtures, could score a lot for Chelsea. So, um, yeah, some players there have really have some still good potential going forward and the likes of Saar and St. Maximum, like you got some, uh, that was a handy weekend for you. It was good. 
Yeah, there's not too many changes from my original starting game week, game week one team, and so that's why I was so surprised. Um, starting so badly in the rankings, not having Antonio at the start hurt, but um, yeah, a few of these players are starting to come good for me now with Sarah and St. Maximum. Um, Backman, the Watford goalkeeper, didn't play either, so he was originally going to be on the pitch for Sanchez, um, but he didn't take the pitch, so he scored a zero on my bench as well. Over to your team now, Clint. You probably just didn't have the big scorers like I did with 48 points. Do you want to talk through your team? Yeah, obviously the main one, Marcel, I, I didn't have and was always going to get punished at times when he scored and this was one of them. Um, Lukaku only scoring two as the captain hurt. Um, across the board, though, similar to you, I had Trent who didn't play, but then I also had Antonio and Torres who suffered the roulette from Pep and. Um, yeah, so it left me a bit bare on field. And as I mentioned earlier, Raya scored six in goal, which I was really pleased about. Uh, then you go to Diaz, who I think is going to be a really good pick all season. So um, he scored eight. Um, disappointing was Shaw. Uh, Williams was subbed on with Trent out, and he scored me a big zero. Livermento was also one of those players who got subbed on with a five. So I was really happy with that, considering their opponent. Uh, in the midfield, as you mentioned, Ben Rama with a fluky goal, but handy 10 points. Uh, Sissoko got subbed on for two. Um, Greenwood and Jota were both blanks, but um, both looked dangerous, and I know they could score any um, week. So it's, they've been disappointing picks. Oh, not so much Greenwood, but Jota the last two weeks. Uh, and then Ronaldo and Lukaku, um, yeah, I was tossing up between the both of them for captain. 50-50 uh, from my end. I, I decided with Lukaku and, yeah, I thought with the fixture against Spurs with their injuries and the defence, I thought he was set for at least a goal. But, yeah, it didn't happen. So, yeah, disappointing 48 points. The case um, for me this year has been a massive roller coaster. So, um, I started quite poorly around the 700,000, I think, and then each week I've gone... Um, a massive rank rise and then rank fall. So it is what it is. So as the roller coaster happens, Blake, I expect to score really well this week and uh, my ranking hopefully can uh, rebound. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier in the week how my captaincies each week have sort of kept me in it. I've scored about 114 points for my captains in the first five game weeks. So pretty happy with my choices there so far. I was just about 50-50, almost going to go Lukaku myself. Um, but, yeah, flip of the coin, really. And how, how much of the game did Williams play? I'm pretty sure he played all of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I think, uh, with the goals conceded and I think a yellow card, that's why he's on zero. Yeah. It, it hurts when you've got uh, all those zeros on the bench. Alexander-Arnold hurt a lot of teams. Antonio, which a lot of people transferred out, and then now they're bringing him back in by the look of it. Yeah, so he obviously missed for uh, the suspension. So, yeah, I think the people who did sell him will be punished this week. So I'm glad I've held him, despite not getting any scores on field. We'll uh, go across to our league. So, again, Scott is on top. He's led the entire way so far. 59 points from him, so we're... I'm slowly catching him, but Scott's on 396 points. You see 55 points, 380 total. Brent uh, scored a 59 as well with 375. Keegan had a good week scoring 75. There wasn't too many massive scores this round with the top scorer in Paul scoring 76. So he's coming in eighth now, um, but he was the top scorer for the round. And Diego's uh, dropped down to fifth. Our league code is SDA7P6. Um, so you can still join that, I'm pretty sure, can't you, Clint? You can join at any stage, Blake. So, yeah, hopefully that can continue all season. And, yeah, it's a, still very early. So um, it's about being consistent. And I think I'm sure those guys at the top there will be trying to hold on and there'll be a lot, lots of people trying to chase them down. Yeah, I've gone from 38th to uh, 18th. So I'm slowly catching you. I think you're sitting about seventh or sixth there, Clint. 
So the transfers uh, for this game week, there's no massive standout um, big figures here like we've had in previous rounds where we've had Antonio being transferred out or Ronaldo being transferred in. Um, but Antonio is the most transferred in player with 355,000. Ronaldo still being transferred in, 310,000. Saar, who's coming off a massive game week and has got pretty decent fixtures, 298. Uh, ben Rama, after another impressive game week, uh, managers were just about getting rid of him after last week, but he's uh, been transferred in by 290,000 people. And St. Maximum, another informed player there, 260. So out of that, those five there, I own the bottom three and you own the top two. Um, yeah. But potentially. Also ben Rama. So, yeah, I think there's just uh, the West Ham guys are. Uh, yeah, they had a the tough fixture and Antonio obviously didn't play. But now with Leeds and their decimated defence, they've got that really tasty fixture. So they're the two that are expected to score well. And I was just looking at Ronaldo's um, ownership. He's up to 47% ownership. So he's, that's still skyrocketing. So, yeah, it's, and with their fixture as, as well versus Aston Villa. Aston Villa um, yeah, so the, the, there's a... In comparison to other weeks, there's not a huge amount of uh, transfers, but uh, from that list, yeah, there's people who are targeting those fixtures coming out for those teams. Yeah, I think probably another aspect of that is Lukaku's playing against Man City as well. So potentially people might be making the, the switch from Lukaku across to Ronaldo. The most transferred out player, Richarlison, out of 290,000. Torres, your man out of 244, Fernandez, 203,000, and Alexander-Arnold is the fourth most trade-out player, 180,000 managers transferred him out, which is uh, very surprising in my opinion. And Ings is out of 153,000. Alexander-Arnold, Clint, would you uh, consider transferring him out? Uh, not for a second, but I, I guess there's um, ways to think about it. And obviously, he missed last week and he still has a flag for this week. So people might be thinking of uh, downgrading him and upgrading elsewhere. But he's the um, number one player in my defence and won't be moving. But I think it all depends on team balance. Obviously, people are trying to find funds somewhere to upgrade. And as we've mentioned, there'll be a lot of people, there's no Chelsea players in that transfers in list that as you said with Lukaku, but next week that list will be almost entirely Chelsea players and people are trying to find funds somewhere and people can't necessarily have all the gun players across the pitch. So especially Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah and Trent, um, not everyone has all four of those players. And if they do, they're cheap players elsewhere. And some people are going without one. And um, Trent's one that is one that won't be moving from my team. Um, so, yeah, it's the risk versus uh, the risk versus reward with it all. And obviously, I've gone without Sal, which is uh, completely against the grain. But to go against Trent, yeah, at his price, he's going to score more than the majority of the 7.5 um, midfielders. So he won't be leaving my team. We'll probably touch on it later, but how about Torres? Are you considering transferring him out? Yeah, he's in the, in the gun. Uh, I think not only because uh, he missed last week, but they've got a couple of tough fixtures in it coming up. And now with some Man City players coming back into fitness, um, yeah, he's although he's in a great position to play up front for City, um, it's not a surety or it's not assured that he'll be playing every single game week. And yeah, so it, in some regard, he's a good pick, but I think. I'm going to transfer him out, sure. And Richarlison, he picked up an injury, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So he might be missing a few weeks. So effort and have a few injuries across the team. And, um, yeah, Luca Dean, as mentioned, and Calvert-Lawn. So they're, they're a bit decimated, but, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Ings with um, tough fixtures coming up. He's been, he just keeps showing up on this list each week just about. As the most transferred out. We'll yeah, go week across by week. week by week. They've slightly been trading him out. He's still on the list. So I don't think we'll be seeing his name too much longer on that list. Yeah, he wouldn't be in many teams now the way he's been going. 
This is our watch list for the upcoming game weeks. You've got Mendy and Edison in goal, some expensive options there. And I've got Martinez, who I'm considering for my wild card, which I'm now pushing towards having it in the next international um, break after game week seven. Um, and he's got good fixtures after that. So I'm looking at him um, over the next couple of game weeks to see um, if he's in my wildcard plans. You're still just looking at those expensive goalkeepers there, Clint? Well, I've played my wildcard and I'm pretty set on Raya in goal as a cheap player. Um, if I do make a transfer, which is unlikely, I'll probably upgrade. But um, I, I'd consider a massive outside chance I'll be upgrading at all. So they're just there for names. Yeah, we've got some uh, Chelsea and Man City players here on our defenders watch list. These are players, again, that I'll probably be looking at for my watch list. Uh, Reese James for Chelsea, Rudiger. Um, I've got Diaz, who you've got on your team, and we're both looking at Cancelo. So those are probably four names that I'm looking at for my wild card after game week seven. It's just a matter of which ones that I can afford alongside Trent. So... You're uh, also looking at Alonso there? Yeah, I think the big question is uh, going into next week with Chelsea's great fixtures. Um, most people will have Lukaku. It's, it's a matter of what other Chelsea players you choose. Um, you've obviously got Havertz. The majority of people will, I think, be getting a double Chelsea defence. And the big question is which ones do you choose? And I'll be leaning towards Rudiger's my probably number one option, which I might mention later. And Alonso is the a potential risky pick, and so is James for that matter. And yeah. just which which way do people lean and depends on, yeah. I guess the big thing, underestimated thing so far this year has been Chilwell with his, I think it's been mental health, which is why he's been out. So Alonso could be uh, more uh, seven at 10 than what people think. So that's a big unknown. So. Uh, it's. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get to my team. I'll talk about it later with my team, but I'm definitely weighing up uh, the two Chelsea defenders. Yeah, we've also both got Duffy there, but um, he's not in my plans at the moment. I've got other cheap defenders there. I'm not looking to make a side sideway swap, but um, you've also got Robertson for Liverpool there. Well, it's just, yeah, Liverpool, uh, he's another premium defender at, Probably unlikely. I've, I've already got um, I've already got the uh, double up of Diaz and Shaw, and then on top of that, um, who else am I missing there? I've got three already premium defenders, so I don't think I'll be um, leaning towards uh, Andy Robertson as well. So I think I'll be heading towards Chelsea. Yeah, Trent. Yeah. Um, we'll go across the midfield. Um, so Salah, you're just gonna keep watching him score each week, Clint? Or yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a not a bad player. I was just watching for now. Yeah, <laughs> just continue watching him. That's yeah, all right. Just watch. Um, Fernandez is on both our watch lists, but um, he's probably going to go off mine very soon if he uh, keeps popping up on our low scores. I think the last three weeks he's been uh, in our low scorers. So. Um, if he keeps popping up on there, he won't be in too many teams much longer the way he's going and he's plummeting in uh, ownership. Um, but, yeah, you've got some interesting mid-price options there. So you've got Mount as another Chelsea option. Yeah, I think there's – you got subbed off at 45 minutes last week as well. So I think it's just one to consider. Obviously, I'm, the way my team structure is, I'm actually set on going – I'm already premium up front and I'm heading towards a premium – defense so I think I'm actually looking at more of the mid prices and here's a name there but I've already got the likes of um, I've I've already got Ben Rama I've already got Jota and Greenwood so I've already got some of those names and Rafinha has good fixtures for leads coming up so I think uh, they're some of the names that I'm considering but um, yeah the likes of Jota and Greenwood may be making their way to my team soon, as well as Torres. So just which one of those players I'd, I'd choose. It all depends on maybe this week and the form they show. Yeah, and Gallagher's another um, cheaper option who's been performing each week. Um, so he's another one that's been hitting the scoreboard each week. So we'll just keep watching him 
score and um, eventually we might consider actually considering in our teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin De Bruyne is uh, starting to play some minutes now, so he could start uh, appearing in a few managers' teams. How closely are you looking at him at the moment? Probably on a similar page as Fernandez, like a massive outside chance, but uh, it's more just seeing if he starts getting back to the KDB of old and if he does then he might be the premium mid I start leaning towards but that's probably a good four to five game weeks away I think. Yeah and he's a bit cheaper than Seller as well. I'm currently looking at um, some mid-priced options for this week. Madison's got good fixtures for the next two um, so that'll be good for my wild card after two game weeks. Son, he's also got some good fixtures, so he's on my watch list as well. He potentially he potentially could even come into my team this week, but they haven't won their last two games. They're a little bit out of form, but he did play 90 minutes last game, and he's got Arsenal this week who are easy beat. So, um, yeah, I was about to say, so he's coming back from an injury, and they're not looking good whatsoever. Tottenham, and they've got a tough fixture this week, so it's interesting to watch this there, Blake. They're playing playing against Arsenal, so that's the, the big factor. They're out of form, it's coming back from injury, he's out of form, but he's playing against Arsenal, so he's uh, under strong consideration at the moment. And uh, yeah, Pogba is another mid-price option, which uh, I might consider for the next two game weeks. Um You've got my man, St. Maximum, there. Yeah, the main reason being, I had my watch list. Uh, I think I had Kane and Bamford there last week, and I just think there's zero chance I'm heading towards that way. So probably similar to Fernandez, really. But um, it took them off, and if there's anyone I'll be transferring in as a four-line player, I'll probably be a cheaper player, and they're the three there. So St. Maximum's in great form for Newcastle, and... Um, Edward, the new striker for Crystal Palace, is not getting a lot of minutes, but he is looking good. And Armstrong, I've, I've had there a few times for Southampton. So they're just cheaper options if I do decide to get a cheaper forward. Yeah, I've pretty much got your forward line on my uh, watch list at the moment. Uh, Ronaldo, Antonio and Vardy um, have got good fixtures the next couple of game weeks and they're all under strong consideration into coming into my team this week. So I'm not too sure. I'm just going to wait till Saturday to make my transfers. But, um, yeah, they're all strong, strong options. And Vardy is a bit of a, a lesser-owned player who might be a good point, point of difference versus Burnley this week. Yeah, so we'll go across to what we think is going to happen in this game week. Um, Chelsea, Man City, probably going to be the game of the round, I'd suspect. You've got Chelsea to beat Man City. I just think they're looking like the title winners at the moment. And um, although Man City is a very, very impressive team, I think um, I'd expect to see a really defensive battle, um, not free-flowing, high-scoring game. Um, so I just think they're the full line for... Man City, so um, you're not sure how they're going to structure up, whereas Chelsea sort of, you can see they're, uh, they're consistent at the moment, you know how they'll structure up. So I can't say Man City winning, and I'd expect it, as I said, to be a low scoring, so just one zip for me. Yeah, I've got, I expect it to be a low scoring defensive game as well. I've got one all. Man United versus Aston Villa, we've both got Man United to beat Villa, um, but you've still got Man United to concede a goal, so you've got them 3 1. Yeah, they're just after watching they're conceding. Yeah. Now, they're just conceding. They'll find a way to concede. So um, that's why Shaw is um, on very on a very short leash on my team. So yeah, and Ben Rama nearly created another opportunity after Maguire just coughed up the ball right near the goal. So they almost should have scored again. Man United there, but. Um, yeah, it's tough to own Man United defenders at the moment. Everton Norwich, we've both got a low-scoring game of one all. Um, Everton are a bit scratchy with so many injuries at the moment. Norwich are 
yeah, they're struggling a fair bit as well. So we've both got one all. Leeds, West Ham, we've got uh, Leeds to concede many goals to West Ham. It's just a matter of how many. We've both, so we've got, uh, you've got one four and I've got one three. Um, so pretty close there. Did you want to touch on that game there, Clint? Yeah, I just, sorry, I just mentioned also with Norwich. If there's another cheap point I'm thinking about, Pookie, uh, he's a type of player who will just find a way to score sometimes. And I think he scored last weekend versus Everton. I think he might be another cheap option worth watching as well. Um, and yeah, I think West Ham with Antonio, which, who should be fresh, um, with Leeds with virtually no back line. Um, I expect the way that Leeds play, they don't just sit back and defend. So I can't, I just can't see it happening where West Ham don't score at least two to three goals. So, um, Antonio's going to be hungry and, yeah, it's going to be high scoring. So I've got one four, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than five goals. I wouldn't be surprised at something like three four or three five. It's just yeah. that that might be the best game to watch this week. And I, I hear some people say, obviously, the likes of Chelsea, Man City will be a great game to watch, but as a tactical battle. Spectator, yeah. Whenever Leeds play, just watch them because they're so good to watch. And it's not necessarily... Uh, perfect soccer, but they're really entertaining. Yeah, it hasn't paid off for them being so attacking so far. But uh, we've got Leicester to beat Burnley. You've got 2-0. I've got 4-0. Uh, we've got a low-scoring game of Watford versus Newcastle. You've got a one-all draw. I've got 1-2. Hopefully my man St. Maxim can score again um, and probably Sarah as well. So hopefully both of them can score. Do you want to talk about any of those games there, Clinton? No, I think they're both... Um... Leicester yeah. should win, and yeah, I think Watford and Newcastle uh, they're quite entertained to watch themselves too at the moment. And the, those players you mentioned, yeah, they're good to watch. So um, I don't have either. So I sort of hope it's zero zero, but I think there will be goals. Yeah, just with Leicester, that's that's why I'm considering their their players this week versus Burnley. Um, yeah, they've got a good couple next fixtures, um, and ahead of my wild card, they might be some good differentials coming going forward so they're definitely in in my planning for this game week so far um we've got Brentford versus Liverpool we've got a I expect Brentford's defense to be quite strong against Liverpool so I've gone only one nil um they very well could break them open but um Brentford's been performing pretty well defensively so far you've got one two there Clinton yeah it all depends on what Liverpool team comes out. Obviously, they had some injuries last week. Um, so, and yeah, Brentford have been solid, but on any given week, a, a really hot Liverpool could trounce anyone. So, it could easily be a low-scoring affair or Liverpool could just turn it on and sell could get a score a hat-trick. So, I'll be leaning towards a lower-scoring game, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool give him a tally. Yeah. Um... It's very difficult to own Wolves' assets at the moment, the way they're performing. They're up against Southampton. Southampton are at home. You've got them to win 1-0. I've got Wolves to win 3-1. Uh, what do you expect from this game? Uh, well, I just think if Southampton can go to Man City and get a nil-all result and then play at home versus a Wolves team that are really struggling to score... That's just my maths uh, yeah. just coming into it. And, uh, yeah, Southampton have a couple of handy players up front, so I wouldn't be surprised if they score. So that's the way I've gone. Yeah. I'll uh, discuss more about uh, Jimenez and my team when I go to my team reveal. Um, here it is, the fixture we've all been waiting for. Arsenal versus Spurs. You've got the game to be 2-1 in Arsenal's favour. I've got Spurs to win 3-0. Just purely based on Arsenal's performances against strong opposition this, this year. Um, Spurs, I think Kane and Son, this game will just play them back into form and they'll be right for the rest of the season. Yes, good luck with that. I think it's, yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to watching this game. I, I think it, it's probably underestimated how much Kane's out of form at the moment. I, I took a huge punt on him a couple of weeks ago with um, prior to my wild card and chuck the captain on him. Um, so I just think he's probably out of form. Son's coming back from injury. It's at Arsenal, and 
don't underestimate the amount of issues Arsenal had about a month ago with COVID-related issues, and they're starting to get a more of a stronger team in. I'm not confident. Don't get misled that I'm super confident. It's, I'm not. So, um, But I'm actually not super confident, but I am expecting Arsenal to win this game. I'm just going to save this clip and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. And this I'm more might confident. Be... Here we I'm go. more confident of Arsenal winning than being uh, a 3 nil result for Spurs. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, it could be 5 nil, could be 4 nil, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. We're both looking forward to that one. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. I've got a. I'm expecting a very defensive game here with not many goals scored. Um, so in the end, I ended up going a nil all draw, and you've got Crystal Palace to win 2 1. Um, yeah, going back to what I've said for a few weeks, I really like the home fixtures uh, this, this year. Um, looking at table, obviously West Ham's a bit of an odd one out, but I think. Um, Palace are really good at home, and the way the crowd got them up and about a couple of weeks ago versus Spurs, uh, I expect them to really ride them, and I expect them to score once or twice, and Brighton are pretty good defensively, but um, yeah, pretty low-scoring game, but I still think Palace will get the result. Yeah, looking forward to all those games. So my team now, which I am still unsure of what I'm going to do, I've got Sanchez in goal, who is away to Crystal Palace. Backman, actually, they might switch that. Oh, it's going to be a tight one between Backman. Backman's, Backman's in, might be still injured. Um, I'd leave it. I'd leave it by. Yeah, I'm probably, probably going to leave it just because I want St. Maximum to score anyway against Watford. My, my annoying thing about this week is all my players are playing against each other. I've got Ailing and Dallas for Leeds on my bench currently who are playing against Ben Rama, and I've got Liveramento versus Jimenez. Um, I've, so my concerns injury-wise at the moment is Lucas Deans, he's at home to Norwich, but considering that he's got the good fixture, I'm going to leave him on there, hope he plays. Trent Alexander-Arnold, hopefully he plays as well, coming back from illness. He's away to Brentford. And that is incorrect there. That's okay. Tottenham, yeah. A similar fixture to the Wolves should be a good result for White. So clean sheet expected. Yeah. So Livermento is supposed to be on the field for White there. So White's supposed to be on the bench playing against Tottenham. Oh, really? Because, yeah. Oh, no. You're doing that, are you? Yeah. Um, okay. so, so that'll be one of my changes. White versus Tottenham will be on my bench. Um, ben, Rama, ben Rama will be on my field versus Leeds. Saar will be on my field, who's playing against Newcastle. Salah will be staying in my team. I don't know if he'll still be captain, considering um, how well Brentford's been holding up defensively, but he'll still be on my team. St. Maximum will still be taking the pitch. It's the, the leftovers which are my concern. So Havertz, Havertz versus Man City, he hasn't really been scoring many goals, even against poor opposition. So he's most likely to go out of my team. Lukaku's playing against Man City. I like Lukaku, but he's an expensive asset to own versus a tough fixture. And Jimenez versus Southampton, I don't like Wolves after watching what I did last week. So at this stage, I'm considering taking a negative eight. Oh. Jimenez to Antonio, which Jimenez to Antonio should bring me some points and they've got the good fixture at home versus Brentford next week. Habits down to Madison, which will give me the cash generation I need for Jimenez to go up to Antonio and Lukaku to go up to Ronaldo. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to dissect there, Blake. Um, yep. Lukaku does have a tough fixture this week, but the vast majority of people will be wanting to get him in next week. 
I would not be touching Lukaku if I was you. Definitely not. I think the question is what you do with those other players. Um, obviously, this is all up to you, but Lukaku, I think I would highly recommend keeping. And I'd recommend playing white too, by the way. But then also, I think it's uh, Antonio is very likely to score this week. But I guess what is your plan for Ronaldo? Was it always going to be... Because a lot of people, this is seriously, after this week will be going from Ronaldo to Lukaku and you're pretty much doing the opposite, which is quite unique, I'd suggest. So next week, providing there's no... Providing there's no anything else I need to fix up, I'll probably be transferring him back. So taking it'll be taking a negative four this week, but hopefully it's a free transfer next week anyway. The other part to it is you mentioned Madison. I mentioned Kane is horribly out of form, and despite Leicester's good fixtures, I'd I'd be uh, not be doing my duty if I didn't. I'll, send you alarm bells about trying to get Madison in. So I, he, that, he's more the that that price point I need to get Jimenez yeah. Antonio and Lukaku up to Ronaldo. It could very well pay off Blake. I wish you well with whatever you do. Um, but uh, I wouldn't personally be doing that. But um, I looking at that team, I do think that well, we've mentioned Chelsea's fixtures coming up. So, although you've got Havertz, who has a, who's probably disappointed recently, there's every chance, starting from next, even possibly this week, but next week, he might be the one who starts banging the goal. So, you have to ask yourself, why did you pick him in the first place? And now that he's got good fixtures coming up, are you sure you want to get rid? That's the first bit. Jimenez is definitely someone who probably hasn't worked out and. Yeah, if you could, I think maybe straight swap to Antonio if you can afford that and just ride out the Lukaku and Ronaldo thing. But it's up to you. I'd personally keep Lukaku and I'll be trying to get Antonio in and have to weigh up how that whole Lukaku and Ronaldo situation unfolds for you. But yeah, you've got some decisions to make for sure. Just having a quick look. I can afford to do Jimenez to Antonio. I'd, I'd personally recommend that. Um, and, yeah, I think the Leeds boys on the bench is probably a smart move. I'd have – I'd leave White on. And, yeah, I think Luca Dean, if he's fit, um, yeah, should be a good fixture for him. So, the team's looking good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tear it apart with the minus eight with some risky selections. So it's up to you. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, because I'm going to wild card in two weeks anyway, I'll probably want the, the next two best fixtures I can. But, yeah, I'll, uh, at this stage, I'll, I'm taking the negative eight, but we'll uh, see what happens. Yeah, it's all good. Go whatever you think, Blake. You can, you can dissect my team in two seconds. All right, Clinton, time to dissect your team. Okay, so Raya and Goal have uh, gone with recently and he'll be staying there for the long term. So Liverpool isn't a great fixture, but he's a top of goalie that will um, get a lot of saves. So fingers crossed really with that one. Um, Diaz against Chelsea isn't a great fixture, but uh, that's uh, mainly the only fixture that would really concern me all year. So he's a won't be going anywhere. Trent hopefully will return and Shaw versus Villa, who'll likely be his last game in my team. In the midfield we've got Ben Rama, Tyrese Greenwood and Jota, who have been there for uh, last week. And I'm hoping they that group can uh, pay me back, although Torres is going to leave my team, so I'll get come back to him. Uh, Ronaldo, Lukaku and Antonio I'm expecting big things from the Trinity up up front Um, so yeah I guess talking about my team 
I've got two free transfers. Um, so that's a big thing going into this week. I'm definitely, the way I'm, I think I mentioned it last week, I'm going to restructure my team. So this week I'm going to downgrade Torres to a cheap midfielder. Um, and at this stage, just doing that, I'll put Livermento on field, um, who plays against Wolves, who I think could get a clean sheet. And then the big question for me is if I then trade or transfer Williams to a Chelsea defender, despite them playing Man City. Um, not sure how that fixture will play out. And my prediction was Chelsea will uh, win 1-0. One, one and if that's the case, I might just get get um, in front of everyone else and get a Chelsea defender. But the risk is I choose poorly that player or Man City score. Um, that Chelsea player gets injured or et cetera. So I'm really weighing up that second transfer, whether or not I sort of hold that for the following week and then have my two free transfers for next week where then I'll attack the um, Chelsea back line. So Shaw's, Shaw's going to definitely go to a Chelsea defender next week. Um, but as I said, Torres downgrades to a cheap midfielder. Um, Livermento will go on, but then it's whether or not I do transfer Williams to a Chelsea defender. And that Chelsea defender, I'm weighing up probably mostly between uh, I'm probably not going to, towards James. It's Rudiger or Lonzo. Lonzo is the riskier pick, but he's also got the potential to score more. And the big I know is Ben Chilwell, but um, people haven't been going his way because of that. And he's played every game week and scored a lot of points. So maybe the sooner I do, do it, the better. So that's why I'm weighing up. And who are you considering downgrading Torres to? Uh, put it this way, a cheap midfielder. So it's going to be a 4.5 midfielder. Um, I'm weighing up a couple. I'm probably leaning towards... It's, it's a bench player. So I didn't even mention them on my watch list, but it's probably going to be someone like Douglas Louise or um, uh, someone else in the midfield I thought of was the Crystal... Crystal Palace midfielder is 4.5. So uh, it's, going to be a, yeah. it's, going to be a cheap, it's going to be a cheap player who's going to be a bench player. And then that could free up funds for um, probably the following week to upgrade other players. Because I think also on a short leash are Greenwood and Jota. So Jota, um, I'm hopeful, hoping he can score this week. But if he doesn't, there's potential that I might take a minus four next week. And downgrade him to Rafinha and, as I said, probably upgrade Shaw to a Chelsea defender. Yeah, so you're really going all in on the uh, the uh, expensive forwards and defenders, leaving your midfield exposed in a way? Yeah, and I think there's some very handy mid-price uh, midfielders. And as I said last week, as I said, I'll, I'll likely go to a... 4-3-3, which I'm doing this week, but then there's potential that I might consider something crazy and going to a 5-2-3 and, and might maybe going Livermento up to a Cancelo as well and have like five premium defenders. I know it's, I haven't seen any, anyone else doing that, but that might sound a bit crazy, but um, for their yes. price, I, I see them scoring just as much as any other mid-priced midfielder, so it's, it's something I'm considering. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting considering what uh, Livramento has been doing and um, the likes of Duffy as well. So you yeah. do have the cheap defensive defensive options. Mm. So so this week you're going to be a four three three, is it? Yes, correct. And yeah. whether or not I I play Livramento and save my second transfer, or I just go for it and uh, transfer out Williams to a Chelsea defender. Um, but then yeah, it's going to be. The Chelsea-Man City fixture is uh, interesting timing, but I want to get ready for that um, triple up on Chelsea for next week. Yeah, I don't know if it uh been good time. You don't necessarily need to get ready for it if you've got the funds there for next week, but mm. there we are. So there you go. Yeah, Very interesting midfield. Ben Rama, Greenwood, Jota. Could, could yep. score a lot of points 
But uh, the way they've been going in Greenwood, Jota, never know what they're going to do game week to game week. Well, I, just, I, I was disappointed last week, but Greenwood scored or has got to return every other game week. And Jota has been a disappointing one. And Ben Rama was one that everyone was showing and then he scored again. So, and Leeds this week is the plum fixture. So I'm happy with the team for this week and I'm prepping my team for the, the Chelsea run. And Suzoko is a good backup option there as your first emergency. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, bench players. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, just yeah, the bench players. So it's going to be Sissoko and then um, another cheaper midfielder than place of Torres. So it's going to be a cheap bench, but hopefully it doesn't happen too often like it did last week where they all have to come on and score low scores for me. Yeah, so personally from that, I'd uh, do the one transfer, but yeah, see how you go. All right, Clinton, that uh, wraps up our preview show for game week six. We uh, do have some exciting things happening over the next few weeks. We've got the Supercoach Racing starting next week. So we'll be recording that Friday next week in preparation for the big race day on Saturday. So we'll record that. Um, potentially this show could be a podcast very soon. So if not this week, next week we'll uh, potentially on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. So stay tuned for that. So we've got some big things happening there. We'll hopefully start exploring a few more future game week fixtures for FPL. So we'll start including that in our future shows. And, yeah, um, what else did I miss, Clint? We've also got the Patreon coming up as well. So that's how we can uh, get your support from our subscribers and people that follow the show. So um, we'll be posting about that in the next game week or two as well. So some big things happening over the next few weeks. I think we're just week by week we're uh, getting better with what we do. Maybe not tonight, but I think uh, <laughs> talking about FPL currently has been really good. Um, and as you just said, uh, starting super coaching, super coach racing next week, and then into uh, the big big bash starting soon. So we'll be starting to provide some more stuff. And then, um, as you mentioned with Patreon, ultimately it's just a bit of a hobby for us, just um, doing it for fun, and then. Um, it's just a small way of supporting us with, for what we're doing and um, hopefully we can start getting some more followers and create that community watch, which is why we're entitled, um, or should I say titled, Mini Fantasy Sports Community because we want to grow that community. Yeah, from our, I was looking at it the other day, from our viewers, 50%, only 50% of our viewers are our subscribers. So if you're viewing the show, we uh, definitely encourage you to subscribe. So that way you can stay in touch for future shows and you can contact us on our Instagram. So we've included our little Instagram logo there on our main logo of Minute Fantasy Sports Community. So you can hit us up on there or I'm constantly tweeting um, on my Twitter handle about FBL and Supercoach as well. Um, you post quite irregularly, I would say, about fantasy football, Clinton, but um, you're on Twitter as well. And um, I definitely encourage people to send as many tweets as possible to Clinton because he loves them. Yeah, love them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, that'll wrap us up for this show. But yeah, stay tuned for future shows. And thanks for talking FBL with me again, Clint. Have a good game week, Blake. You too, mate. We'll talk soon. Bye.